This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Ebinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio, a show that connects homebuyers, home sellers, and home owners to some of the best small businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about a local roofing company that helps communities recover from a hurricane or other major storm incident, and it is hurricane season, so there's a lot of that going to be coming our way. We're going to talk about the advantages of getting a sectional privacy fence, also called a screen, uh, which are great to keep things like trash cans out of view, which keeps our HOAs very, very happy. And we're going to talk about serious and expensive drainage problems that can happen when adding structures to your property. I promise you this is one of those things you don't even think about when you're adding something to your yard, and then it can happen and create all kinds of problems. So we're going to give you some insight on that. Um, in studio with us today is first-time guest James Dickerson with Patriots Roofing. James, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me here, Mark. You're fi- uh, filling in for Kerry Copeland. What's he doing? Well, Kerry Copeland's the president of our company, and sure. there's no telling what he's doing. <laughs> Actually, uh, I believe he's in Lake Charles, Louisiana today. We've got a big commercial project, and we've got storms fixing to roll in on us. So we're trying to tighten up all our jobs in preparation. That's what I like about Kerry, because uh, he's in the field kind of guy. He actually does the work and knows what, oh, what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, the president of our company definitely does not sit behind a desk. He uh, travels between five states regularly, and he is always on the move. Love it, love it. Yeah. Also in the studio with us today is Paul Pacheco, the owner of PJP Handyman. Paul, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me again. Just for folks who don't know, because I almost always mention it, PJP Handyman, I think, is the highest rated on Google handyman service in San Antonio, and it's by a lot, okay? And usually when you see that many reviews, it's because they're like a chain and they're all over the country. No. Paul's right here in San Antonio, and he's very highly rated, so we're always great to have you in the show with us. Yes, thank you. And we have Nadia Mullins, the owner of DNS Landscaping. Uh, she is a landscaping expert. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure to have you in there. We had uh, Mona in for you last time. Yes. So she was uh, a lot of fun, too, and she's very knowledgeable, so we appreciate that. A quick reminder for our listeners that you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. Also on the website is a list of recurring guests. So if you see a a guest in here that's like a regular on the show, you'll be able to find all their information on the website in case you miss it during the show. This show reaches thousands of listeners each month here in the greater San Antonio area. That's a lot. There's like 2.4 million people that live in this area, and KTSA is one of the biggest out there. But we, re- we also reach a lot of people on social media with our video clips. We're talking forty to 50,000 people a month. So we're doing extremely good that way. So be sure to follow us on social media. You can find us on uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we're not on TikTok yet, but we're on YouTube. So we're doing – in fact, we just passed 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. So we're doing good there. Congratulations. Thanks. All right. First up on the show is James Dickerson, the vice president of sales at Patriots Roofing and a military veteran. James, great to have you on the show. So Army – Yes, sir. Army service, so thank you for your service. Uh, I was Air Force, so you know I'm not going to fault you because you're Army. but <laughs> And I won't tease you because you're Air Force. Okay, I mean, good. You know. <laughs> Air Force is, is I'll tell you what, after the show, we'll get together. We'll joke around about the Coast Guard, okay? Okay, yeah. All right. There <laughs> and then, of course, we have military or, uh, uh, Marine Corps that comes on the show as well, and right. Air Force, and Navy. I think we've got all the branches. We don't have Coast Guard. Do you have Space Force yet? Nope. Not sp- oh, you got to include Space that's Force. A thing. It's that, a thing now. It is a thing. I mean, even the Coast Guard guys have someone to tease now. I mean, it's, you know. Coast Guard's one of those things you forget about, but uh, the inlanders forget about them, right. but not on the coast. We don't forget them. Right, yeah. in the roofing companies. like So one of the things that separates Patriots Roofing, at least in my knowledge, from a lot of other companies, is you guys do storm response to go and help. Correct. Right? So this is about helping the community right. recover, right, to support them during that process. 
And then, of course, you guys are going to offer services afterward. But it's not like, okay, we're just here to take business. They're actually there to support the community. So tell me a little bit about what happens when a storm When we first started, our focus was really on the veteran community. I mean, that was our demographic. That's who we're all combat vets and prior law enforcement. So that was our market. That's who we were there to help. After going into a few storms, what we quickly realized is, yes, we're going to be helping the vets. But even to get to the vets. I mean, the community, there's so much tragedy. There's so much loss. There's so much devastation. And we just happen to have the skills, trained train personnel oh, good point. for triage and clear outs. And, I mean, you name the wide, wide range of skills that our guys have. They're perfect for that situation. So I go out ahead of the team and, you know, how bad it is. Are we even in – or do they need us, right? And then the team comes in behind. We bring food. We bring sometimes skid steers to clear brush, chainsaws. Even with all those supplies, I don't think that's the most important thing we bring, though. Um, These people have lost it all. Yeah. You know, they don't know tomorrow where they're going to be living. You know, I've I've seen properties that have been generations, generations, generations of family. They're destroyed. They're gone. They're not coming back. I think being able to talk to these people, we've been in so many storms. A lot of us have had some pretty traumatic experiences all over the world, right? So we've seen a lot of things. So when we talk to these people, you know, that counsel, that being there for them, and finding out what they really need, right? I think that's the most important thing we bring. And then, of course, I hate to talk about the business side, but roofers are the biggest criminals in the entire construction industry, by and large. They are. My industry is, is just saturated with dishonest people. We're not there to sell roofs initially, but we are there to bring education. We, we bring a lot of education to these communities in written form, verbal form. We make sure they have the education before they meet with that insurance company, before all these shady roofers start coming in and trying There's to scam something them. something that you do that I had not heard before. I don't know if you even want to talk about that. Sure. You can, you can say I want to talk about that. Sure, it's sure. totally fine. But when you guys come in, you actually help educate local law enforcement That's on correct. a list of folks that right. are known scammers. The, the unspoken blacklist, right? Yeah. So during a declared tragedy, a declared disaster, right? Anything you do in there outside the law, well, that's federal crime, okay? Oh. So if you have been indicted, if you have been indicted by an attorney general such as, let's look at Hurricane Harvey, there were many, many contractors, not just roofers, but we were the highest percentage that were indicted by the Texas attorney general. We carry a list of those factual indictments, and we turn them over to law enforcement when we get to, especially small towns, counties. You know, you take a place like Hondo would be a good example. Sure. Right during that massive hailstorm, state's biggest, just this past April, you know. Now we're from there, but we went directly to law enforcement. Said, "Here's the list of the here's the list of the companies. You know, they've been invited. We had four of them come into my hometown, and they were removed immediately. So that that is such a good thing because people are desperate. Right. They're uneducated when right. it comes to the roofing side of things. Right. right? So they're we're like fertile ground to be victims they are and and these people they're good at what they do we always say the storm's bad but the trash that comes after it they're worse (laughs) and i mean i've seen i've seen 80 year old women and men pay for a fifty thousand dollar tarp on an 800 square foot home i'm not kidding you whoa a lot of these old people they've got that sent in the bank and they will write those checks because it's just like you said they're desperate yes you know they just want to get back to normal and whatever the easiest path is first one to show up and say i'm here to help you yeah they're going to cling on to it. In many cases, they do get taken advantage of. And that's why it's important when we come in. And, and, I really, and, I, and I really, really mean this. I wish all roofing companies, all construction companies during hurricanes would come in, give the literature to the people, sit down and talk with them, explain the process to them, right? 
It doesn't have to be the end of the world. You don't have to sit two years later in a house that's not livable anymore because you just didn't understand how to get it done. Right. You know? So that's what we bring to the table. So how does an average person get that information? Where should they be looking besides Google, right? Because that's not going to help. You know, it's not going to help. And, and it's state by state. Okay. Sure. There's so many resources to study on this. You know, the insurance board for the state, for instance, insurance commission can tell you about rules, things the insurance companies can't do. Read your policy inside and out, okay? Know what you're dealing with and what you bought, okay? Do some vetting on legitimate companies like us or Paul or, okay? Don't just read the reviews. Really look into that company before you make a decision. And when you're looking at these estimates coming across, really look at your estimates. This guy may seem cheap over here for five cents, right? And this guy's $5. Read the fine print, oh, yeah. right? Take your time. Don't rush after a hurricane. I know you want to get back to your house. I know you want to get back to normal. But the first month, the first 30 days of you dealing with your claim and you helping your family is the most important. The steps you take then are going to set the pace for the rest of this process. Find a good contractor. Check them out. But don't ever release all your power to that contractor either. Right. Stay involved. Stay engaged. Be the captain of your ship. Yeah, and hold on to that money. Yeah, don't ever pay a contractor up front, at least not in my industry. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, there's other industries where that's perfectly acceptable, but for me in roofing, a legitimate contractor has accounts, mm-hmm. he has money, he has resources. Mm-hmm. I do not need you to pay me up front. Now, the moment my job's done and I'm cleaned up and you're satisfied, I expect full payment. Yeah. Don't ever pay a contractor up front. You're giving them all the power. <laughs> Keep your power. That's the biggest lesson because people, yeah. just to be honest, they're not going to necessarily know their policy. They're not going to read right. it in advance. These are all, it's, I, it's hyperbole for a lot of yeah. people because they're just not going to do it, but hold yeah. on to your cash. Let me tell you how bad it is. We were just down, we're still working in the bayous of Louisiana down below New Orleans, right? La Rose, Cutoff, those areas, home of Louisiana. I won't mention any names because we, we get very close to our customers. But I can tell you that um, after Hurricane Ida devastated Louisiana. People of the bayous started making insurance claims, of course. Largest storm in U.S. history. There were people with no wind coverage, no water coverage, but they had volcano coverage that was sold to them. Oh, no. Look, guys, the bayous of Louisiana, you don't need wildfire, wildfire coverage. There's nothing to burn, right? Where's it going? We saw this repetitively in Louisiana. It's not the first time we've seen it. North Carolina, Texas, on the, on, on the coastal bend. Horrible policies these people have been sold. And here's the thing. In almost every situation, you heard the statement, either my agent was my friend from high school or my agent said, and they are the best people in the world. Look, they're salesmen, guys, just like me. I'm a salesman, too. They want you to sign the contract and pay the money. Read what you buy. Your family depends on it. Right? Absolutely. So, All right, James, if people want to get in touch with uh, Patriots Roofing, how do they do that? You can go to our Facebook page. You can go to our website at www.patriotsroofing.com or you can call 844-526-1234, sorry, um, and get a hold of us. Um, the easiest way to get an appointment with us is to go online with the demand that's out there right now. Request an appointment generally we're to, to you within 24 hours to 48 hours. Okay. Yeah. All right. And you said patriotsroofing.net, right? Dot com for the website. Dot com for the yes, website. Sir. Okay. All right. Thanks, James. We appreciate you coming in, man. Awesome. Good information, right, that yeah. we just... Mm-hmm. We just don't think about these things, but it can be too late really, really fast. All right, next up on the show is Paul Pacheco, the owner of PJP Handyman, which is a very highly rated uh, handyman service here in San Antonio. Paul, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, Mark. All right, buddy. So when it comes to um, people getting privacy, 
I love the idea of these privacy screens or privacy fences, and there's really a lot of applications for them right. as well. So um, tell me a little bit about what you're doing with these privacy fences. Well, we had a lot of requests where the HOAs are complaining about trash cans or air conditionings needing to be covered. Yeah. So lately, we've been building these fences around them. Mm -hmm. And we have several options with different types of wood, and they've been a pretty good hot seller now. Okay. So the HOAs are getting kind of strict on things. I know they've complained about my trash can being left on the side of the house. So these privacy fences, gates that go around trash cans and air conditioners, we make them accessible so you can go service the unit. I've been a pretty good pretty good buy now. So I've got some air conditioning guys that are going to come on after this. So they're, they're probably going to be like, well, you don't want to restrict airflow when it comes to the AC unit, right? Correct. So how do you plan for that? What, what's the deal? I there? mean, I keep it at least two feet away from it. And uh -huh. there's also a gate when you go service it, et cetera, you can. Okay. But these aren't, there's still air in between the fence. Airflow. The air is going up. It's coming from the side on the AC. Yeah, got you. All right, cool. So um, what kind of materials are you using? You can do different designs on these things, so they look yes. good, paint them, stuff like that? Yeah, you could stain them like the one we're doing. We just did now. We're going to stain. Um, you could use cedar. Cedar is a very good yeah. quality wood that's going to last longer. Mm -hmm. We could use treated lumber. It really depends on the customer and their budget. You doing any iron work or anything yet? Not necessarily, no. no not really. I, that would look cool, right, though? Yeah. A mixture of iron and wood? It would look cool, but yeah, we're just not welders. How long does it take to do one of these things? It takes us about two days. Because okay. first day we go set the posts and concrete. Yeah. And then we'll build around it. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah. All right, cool. So um, what about like people have nice backyards, right? Or they want to dress their backyards up. Um, these privacy screens can work well for that as well. When it, like uh, fireplaces, yes. um, outdoor fireplaces, uh, sitting areas, stuff like that. Have you done any of those yet? We've done some for cats. They're called catios, like for the cats oh, like can go cats. up. <laughs> what? Well, people love cats like yeah. dogs. Right. So the cats can go up there and... Oh, so you're talking about cats, cats. Yep, actual cats. Okay, so tell me more about this. The ones we built for cats, they're, they got a railing where they can go up and climb around there and kind of watch in the backyard. So we'll put like a shelf around it. So that's kind of the picture that I showed you. That's actually what that was built for. I've seen for. people do entire gardens for cats now with, with these things. Fishing. Yeah, they're, right. they're combining these. I, yeah. This is the first. I, I'm just being The honest. gardens are full of catnip and all this other stuff that they like, and nothing goes in there but the cats, and they got their own pergola. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's... Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People just have too much money. Is that what's going on? I don't know. I mean, I do it with my dog. He rides in my truck. That's about they as far as I love go. their cat. <laughs> That's right. I guess. We, we love our cat, but I'm not putting up a fence or a tress or what yeah. is it called? A catio. A caddy. $1,500 catio. They actually cat. have a no, word for this. We call it catscaping. Catscaping. Uh -huh. <laughs> wow. I love it. Catscaping. Yeah. She has a better name. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah you can so start you selling no services. We just come and dress it up for them. Yes, that's yeah. next. They're gonna you guys plant can flowers. totally team up for that kind of thing. Right? Cat ladies of the world, listen up. <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, awesome. this show went a little sideways on, on <laughs> catscaping, but I think that's pretty cool. Uh, so when it comes to design choices, what are we talking about there as well, far as what they can do with it? They could pretty much do whatever they want. With wood, we can pretty much do anything. They different want horizontal size. Upflow, uh, different sizes, um, different size pickets. Gaps. We, gaps. We could use 12-inch. There's not really... Much restrictions unless your HOA wants a certain style. Right. But usually they just want those things covered, the trash can or air conditioner. Yeah. So are you guys doing anything that's like on the side of the house? Yes. That's where most air conditioners. No, no, no. I mean like on a second floor kind of a thing. Is, do you guys do anything like that? Not necessarily. I would love to put an AC unit <laughs> on a room upstairs, but I can't because the HOA. I'd love yeah. to be able to cover it, but I don't even know who to call to do that. Yeah. Um, Not you, apparently. We are doing one today where we're... Really? The guy bought a... In green, he bought a, a Christmas shop 
to do Christmas uh, decorations. He bought one out there, and it's a metal uh, garage. Okay. Well, he wants to put a window unit in it, so we're framing it to put a window unit in that space Okay. out of cedar wood. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it's possible as long as we could cut through it legally and just plug it into the power. Yeah, yeah. Are permits required for anything that you're, that you're doing? As long as I'm not messing with the structure of the home or no, of the right. building, which that one, we're just adding a frame in there. And how much are we talking about? A linear foot usually you charge for, right? For the catios, for the the catios that cover the, the trash cans and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Those, it just depends on what kind of wood they go, but it starts at 36 a foot. $36 all the way up a to linear 50. foot? Yes. Okay. So, and, and when they call, should they be asking for a catio? Is that what we're talking about? No, they just need to let me know what they're trying to achieve, <laughs> right, what they're go. trying to hide. Okay. I'm not going to let this go. Yeah. This I'm going to call Paul once a week just to say the word. Yeah. <laughs> well, I found out from my worker when I sent you those pictures. I was like, what was that for? He's like, I thought it was for the trash can, but it's actually for the cats. Those That's pictures I sent. See, if I was going to build something for my cat, I would never admit it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would either. For my dog, maybe. Yeah. All right, so uh, tell me about dryer vent cleaning real quick. So uh, we got a couple minutes. Um, you guys are you guys do that? You did that for me. Uh, it's very fast. It's very mm-hmm. efficient. Uh, so tell me a little bit about what you're doing with that. Uh, dryer vent has become the main thing I do every day, personally. Really? Because that that, that many calls? Yes, because it also allows. That's how I get a lot of my work. It sells us. It sells the company. We go there and say, hey, by the way, I own a dryer vent cleaning company. That's why you called us. Uh-huh. But we're also a handyman. And we, we get them scheduled yearly to come back and do the dryer vents. Cool. But I've noticed a lot of people don't really know where their dryer vents are located. They don't know. They put them on the roof. They may have screens on there. Their dryer might have burnt out, and they're on their second dryer, and they just don't understand. They don't know they have a nest up there, right? No, or they don't know they're supposed to clean the dryer vent because we're used to 50 years ago when the dryer vent went straight out the back. Mm-hmm. Those days are over. Yeah, Builders are. are putting them on the roof now in the middle of the home. So, so, and when you guys do your dry, so you inspected my dryer vent before, I mean, that was part of the process of cleaning is understanding where's it going, what's going on and making right. sure that there isn't any major problems because that can become disconnected or you can have it clogged or something, major issue. That's one of the things you guys check for, right? Correct. Because it's a fire hazard. If it's clogged up, it could burn down your house and it's very common. Yeah. So we do check the hose. I replace them. I carry them on me if you need a hose and I'll go to the roof. There's a lot of companies that won't even go on the roof. Because that's a roofer's job. I can vouch for that. He's up on the roof cleaning it out. Yeah, and some of them are dangerous. Some of the shingles are gone, and that also allows us to go on your roof and kind of tell you, like, hey, I think you need to call insurance or roofer. Mm-hmm. It's call in, Patriot's Roof and get stuff done. There we go. <laughs> we connect. and That's right. And they, got, they trust us, so they feel more confident. We've already given him the ammo, and roofer right. comes over and, yeah. Gets it done. All right, Paul. Well, if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? They could call me or text me at 210 2820 or go to our website at pjphandyman.com awesome thank you paul appreciate it always good to see you thank you all right next up on the show is nadia mullins an expert expert landscaper and owner of dns landscaping nadia welcome back to the show thank you for having me now you are a family business and tell me again what dns stands for uh the the name of my three daughters your three daughters dora nadia and sandy awesome (laughs) i know dora's (laughs) watching them yes all right so um People don't necessarily know, and, and I don't either. I, I'm just going to be honest. I don't take landscaping all that seriously at my house because if I did, I would make sure that the sloping away from my house was done properly so that it, my foundation would probably be living longer. I don't know. But that's the ignorance, I think, for a lot of us folks out there that just don't understand uh, drainage and the importance of it. So tell me what kind of problems you're seeing out there. Well, 
talking about cutscaping. Yeah. Um, somebody else built the cutscaping, and they called me to do. Well, they build the structure, and they called me to do the cutscaping, but I noticed that there was water flowing, so they built the structure in the middle of the runoff. Oh, okay. So. The ladies told me, well, build the landscaping because there's a lot of water. You can actually have a river in concrete. I said, well, no, I need to fix the drainage. So one of the major issues is a fire pit. Um, customers do DIY fire pits, and they don't follow the code, and they just build a structure, reroute water, stop water, send it to the neighbors, and that's probably the biggest one. Decks is a little bit, but not as much. Fire pits. Um, stairs, catscapings, any any structure in your landscaping, you need to consider the drainage. Okay, so when it comes to fire pits, just for example, is are they required to get a permit or? But no. there is code. That There's a code that's a firefighter code. We need to be twenty feet, uh, twenty five feet away from structure. That's per county. Each county has different eighteen right. feet. Uh, you need to have a clearance of eighteen feet up, no trees around. Uh, you need to have a water hose like three feet away from the fire pit so there's a couple of codes uh two feet underground is there a code that has to do with drainage or is that just one no, of those yeah there isn't not, right not when you're building a fire pit when you're building no there's only uh three codes and one of them is one is to continue having the natural water flow that's the first that's the which but is very wide. That's a wide policy. Correct. And customers don't know about elevation, so they just say, oh, I like this. This is the area for my fire pit. But they are not seeing that water flows right through there, and they build it. And they usually what we see is a shed or a second home that the, next to, on, on their neighbor property, and all the water they're sending now, the water to that neighbor and that can become a problem right so you're like an expert witness on some of this stuff so tell me a little bit give me an example without naming anything specific about uh you know a situation that turned bad and now you're involved with it well uh, right now it's a soccer field somebody else build a soccer field change elevations and they're sending the water directly to the neighbor the second one we have a customer who before they build their landscaping um the neighbor built the landscaping that water used to go through four homes they build landscaping and now it's channeled to one home. Oh my gosh. So that um, definitely, whatever we build can can change dramatically that flow. So they're the whoever did the work on that soccer field or the owners of that field are liable for that, right? Well, right now the code says that it's a homeowner. The homeowner is liable for doing those uh, decisions. Right, whoever owns that property. Whoever owns that property. Yeah, because the problem is when they get those permits to do those fields, they've already cleared it through the city engineers, the planning, the zoning. I mean, it's it's there. So it, you see this all the time. And it directs all that water. Well, it's the homeowner's responsibility, period, and store it on their property to preserve and maintain. Well, wait a minute. You're talking about the all that water is being directed to this yes. homeowner. No. It's that homeowner who's getting flooded. It's their responsibility? Correct. That's not fair. Well, and that's when they go after and, and they yeah. file lawsuits. We're seeing a little bit yeah. more often. Are they going to win? Uh, they probably will win if they are if if the three codes the right. only three codes were um, right. They won't they won't sue the the contractor that's doing the field. Yeah. They'll sue the city that issued the zoning. Oh, there. okay. Yeah. So it's us taxpayers that pick right. up the bill. I mean. Right. That's exactly what's going to happen. You know. So that's it is it is a big issue the drainage right now. So yeah. everybody we um, you can. 
the the mistake that I hear very often is the customer. I follow the level. I the level. I'm flattening oh. the area, and everything is. It was it was flat. It was not flat before you started building this. Right. So it's hard for me. Um, I like to educate people. I do. It's not about selling, like he said. It's about making the right decisions. Uh, you pay a little bit more, but you're bringing an expert that knows about drainages, and you will not affect anybody. Now, there's ways to control the water, reroute the water in your same property, because that water was supposed to run in your property, not on your neighbor's property. They have their own water running, too. So I think they, you know, calling an expert on that matter will be, it will be worth it. So can we talk about cost a little bit? And I know you, it's probably been based on whatever house, right? But let's say you, you've got a 2,000 square foot home on a quarter acre lot and they want to help le- uh, le- uh, <laughs> drainage help just to make sure that the water's flowing away from the foundation and you would come out and plan for that. What? Give so, me an idea of cost. So usually a kit, they come with 100 feet of um, a pipe in a 4-inch. You're going to be between 4,500 to 7,000, depending on the difficulty of the job. Okay. If we have to start breaking rocks. Uh, but usually that should be a good range. So if the kind of work you would do is you're going to have soil, mm-hmm. right? You're going to have to do, but you're also doing piping as well? Correct. Around a house foundation, really? Yes. So there's two ways. We can do berms. We can build berms, um, mm-hmm. change elevation on the soil. But when you want, when you're going to have a structure built, you don't want to send the water straight to that structure. We have to reroute it to okay. prevent and protect that, that structure. The only way to do it, the best way, is piping. Okay. So I've never, James, you've built houses for a long time. Yes, sir. So have you ever, I've never seen it, piping done around a new construction home. All the time. You see it. Um, It used to be, it used to be uncommon. Okay. And then around the late 80s, mid 90s, French trains came big into play. Right. You're familiar with French trains? No. So they dig a trench, there's gravel. No, just really, it's just a. It's a French drain. It's it's a semi-natural drain, right, you might say. Okay. And they divert water. Well, then over the last 10 years or so, it's very, very common. People are just putting in piping to divert that water and get it over with a permanent fix. Well, I would like, definitely like to talk about this more, but we're out of time. So, But uh, very important to get that drainage looked at and hire a professional. Nadia, if uh, folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Um, the website is dnslandscaping.net, or they can call at 210-765-8667. Awesome. Well, I, sometimes I think the show is just not long enough, you know <laughs> what I mean? But uh, anyway, if you guys need help with any of these services, make sure you call these folks. Uh, you can go to homebuyertalkradio.com, find their information there, and reach out to them. All right, as we wrap up the show, quick reminder, check out our podcast and videos on our website, homebuyertalkradio.com. That's going to be it for us for this show. Thanks again. You guys have a great week. Thank, Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.